You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr. Suzanne. You have seen those special people, the ones with a sparkle in their eye. There's certain magnetism. Now, they walk into a room, and the room really does light up. They seem healthy in mind and body. And the inner journey to become that type of person is the new definition of the phrase, get lit. These are the words of Dr. Lisa Koch, triple boarded in internal medicine, bariatrics, and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. She is the medical director and founder of Spectra Wellness Solutions, a comprehensive clinic focusing on all aspects needed to for total body healing, including the ketogenic diet, hormone replacement therapies, and enhancing mitochondrial function. She's also the creator of the Ignite program and the best-selling author of the book, Get Lit, Simple Answers to Overcome Exhaustion, Escape Stress, Harness Limitless Energy, and Ignite Your Inner Athlete. Welcome to Wellness for Life, Dr. Lisa. Thank you for having me, Suzanne. You bet. You know, we've been friends for a few years now. And for anyone who's personally met you, Dr. Lisa, you have this vibrancy and energy, which is very infectious. So clearly you are lit. (laughs) Well, same and right back at you, Suzanne. That's why we are friends. (laughs) Yeah, we sure do. Now, you know, what does get lit mean to you? and, And what inspired you to write this book? What it means is literally what you just said, that there are those people, and I feel like a lot of us have tasted that space where we feel, you know, like unbeatable. We're on top of the world. We are ready to handle any stress that comes up. We feel really healthy and energized. But then unfortunately, sometimes, or a lot of times, that emotion and that feeling does not last. So for me, it was a journey of not only healing my body enough to get to the place where I could feel that good, but also to sustain it. And that brought me to my practice, to the constant search for modalities outside of traditional medicine that would push the body to heal. And then a colleague asked me to share all of those years of experience and um, really offered to help me write the book. So that's how it all came to be a few years back. Oh, fantastic. You know, I, I thank you, by the way, for sending me your book, um, the hard copy. And I was, you know, reading it um, in the last couple of weeks and certain things regarding your major medical challenges. I mean, I, I was really, I didn't know that actually personally, because uh, we never talked about it um, on our conversations. I'd like you to share a little bit about your story. And the reason is because often uh, whatever we do as a practitioners, health practitioners, I know I have, I've gone through a lot of, of, and with my son being so sick, um, that ended up being our, my journey in becoming someone who's an expert on allergies, and environmental medicine. I'd like to hear your bit story of what got you fired up in going this direction in alternative medicine. Absolutely. And I, I say, you know, these diagnoses and this journey has been my greatest gift. And I would say I'm one of the original or one of the first types of biohackers, because even at age 15, when I was feeling fine, I went for a camp physical and I was diagnosed with a childhood form of leukemia based on a really low blood count. I knew at that point on some level that I was going to be okay and that there was a purpose. 
And uh, when I, I went through chemo throughout high school, that was pretty tough going in for bone marrow biopsies and intrathecal, so spinal chemo, um, these pretty aggressive procedures every three to six weeks. And I, I did well. I went right into remission. But at, at age 20, I went for my first ever pap smear. They found a mass on my ovary. It was hidden leukemic cells. And just as all my hair had grown back, I had to start chemo all over again. So that was fairly devastating. And quickly went into heart failure from the chemotherapy at that point. And that has been a little bit more of the journey. The, the cancer has never come back. Um, but my heart at that time, um, my ejection fraction was down to a level that is um, was pretty severe. I was having trouble even just walking and I had to go on meds. But at the same time, my uncle, who was a podiatrist at the time, started sending me supplements. And I didn't know anything about it, about supplements. We weren't against them, but I just didn't know. And it was on auto ship. So I kept getting CoQ10 and carnitine, which anybody who knows nutraceuticals, like the, not the top two things for lots of reasons, but for heart and mitochondrial function. And my heart recovered, you know, to a low normal range. And so that was my first foray into combining integrative and traditional medicine. And it just kind of fell in my lap. So the journey went on from there. I was able to get pregnant, even though we didn't know if I could. Um, and towards the end, my heart gave out and had to do some different um, different interventions at that point. And then postpartum, I got Hashimoto's and psoriasis and had to have sinus surgery. And my eyes were burning day in and day out. And at that point, I was introduced to muscle testing and kinesiology. So I, I had been everywhere. I had seen the endocrinologist, I had done all of the traditional medicine workup. My labs were normal. I had been studying integrative medicine myself, eating clean, taking supplements, and I still felt terrible. So my friend was going to close her practice. She was exhausted. She went to Arizona. They said, hey, you guys have a guru in Clearwater, which is really close to where I live in Tampa. And she was telling me about how he practiced this crazy reflex using muscle testing and I went to see him, and the first thing he said to me after he did his evaluation was, how are you functioning? And I looked at him and said, well, what do you mean? I have a baby, and I have a practice, and, you know, I just, I'm functioning. And then he looked at me again and said, well, you must feel like absolute crap. <laughs> and I started crying um, pretty hysterically, actually, because it was the first person that could find, you know, the three chronic fatigue viruses and leaky gut and all the different things that were going on with me at the time. So that was another huge uh, crossroads in my journey and my career and my life. And now I sit with a incredible integrative practice that was basically grown out of my own self-healing journey with that same naturopath, by, you know, working by my side. He's done muscle testing for 40 years. And other modalities, an upper cervical chiro who does energy healing, and we have just continued to evolve as as medicine has evolved and as my own journey to heal has required new modalities, I've brought them in. Mm. You know, uh, taking a look at your your website, spectrawellness.com, you've got a whole variety, so multidisciplinary uh, practice at, at your um, office. And this office is in Tampa? Is that correct? Yes. 
Yes. Yes, and but what's really nice is that it's super well-rounded. You do you really dive into many di- different aspects. And regarding the book, I mean, you go the three major chapters in your book. There's the lit body, lit fuel, and lit mind. And uh, you those three areas. I mean, you cover so much in those three areas. Uh, why do you feel that these components are so important to everyone? Well, I think that people don't realize that food is meant to be a fuel. It is not meant to just um, be something that we enjoy, although we do, or something that we eat when we are cranky or, you know, to make us feel better with a pint of ice cream. It's actually fuel. So if you have a Ferrari, you're going to spend for the 93 gas. So if you want your body to drive like a Ferrari, then we really have to focus on what type of fuel we're putting in. And then that's the fuel piece. The body piece is what I was mentioning when I first saw the naturopath and understanding that there are so many things and aspects to healing that traditional medicine doesn't always address, um, Well, it, whether it's leaky gut or really balancing your thyroid and your adrenals or your hormones or all the different things I know you talk about on your show all the time, Suzanne. But a lot of people, especially that are marred in traditional medicine, still don't understand that we have modalities and ways to evaluate and, and optimize healing the body. And then you can only get so far if the mindset is not in the proper positive place, if we stay in victimhood or self-sabotage or a place of unworthiness. Um, we can only get to a certain level. And so going into that those deeper recesses and finding easy ways to connect and find self-love is going to bring us to an even higher level of lit, of being lit, of feeling lit day in and day out. Mm. You know, um, what I love about the first chapter, the lit body, you right away go into hydration. Uh, That's the first topic. It's really one of my favorite topics because hydration, people think, you know, I, I think People just think that, oh, well, I, I drink five to six glasses of water. It's, you know, that's plenty. And, and I, I don't have, I don't have any uh, thirst. Uh, I'm not thirsty. I feel fine. But I, I think people don't realize how important hydration is. And I'd love for you to dive a little bit into what are the signs and symptoms that people might not realize that they're dehydrated? And um, how do we, how, what, what type of water and how do we maximize our hy- cellular hydration? Great, fantastic question. And I think you're going to find, or we are going to find over the next year or two, a lot more information on the importance of hydration as we come to understand mitochondrial function and the world of biohacking and resiliency even more, because this is a piece that seems relatively easy that is being missed in traditional and frankly, integrative medicine as well. And it is that the cells need a lot more water than what they're currently getting. I'd say large percentages of people walking around are significantly dehydrated at the cellular level. And one of the newest toys, I, it's not even been delivered yet, um, but it should be coming any day it, that I've ordered is something called a phase angle, which has the ability to measure people's hydration status. But what's cool about it is that it's a way to assess really how your cell is doing at at the level of vitality. So when we talk about staying hydrated, um, signs and symptoms of dehydration would be some obvious ones, you know, where you may be lightheaded or very dry skin, where you can pinch on your forearm. And if you, they call it 
sneaking, which is if it looks like a tent, like that you camp out in, um, when you pick up your skin, you're probably pretty dry. Um, so taking a look at, at if you have dry skin, dry eyes, um, if you're walking around thirsty, if you're lightheaded when you stand up quickly, a lot of times those can be signs. But one of the other signs that people never really correlate is hunger. So you, especially if you're working on weight loss, a lot of times feelings of hunger are actually triggers of dehydration. So I, I tell all my patients to try and hydrate first and make sure that they're getting at least a couple liters of a good structured type of water. And, and that's another important thing when, when looking at hydration is what type of water you're going to get in. And, and it not only does it need to be clean because a lot of you know, municipal water sources are not, um, but getting things like reverse osmosis, which is some, a, a way to clear the water, but it keeps it without minerals and a little bit more less structured, um, there are things that you can do. So one of the easiest, one of my favorite hacks is to even take reverse osmosis and just put fruit, live fruit in it. So I, I choose to squeeze a half a lemon in each liter and throw a pinch of sea salt. And that provides some level of structure to the water. And by structure... What we're talking about is that water is actually an incredible compound and it, it has a life. It can be charged in different ways. And we're, again, learning more and more about this day in and day out. But there are different phases to water. And we think of things like the liquid, the solid, which is ice, the gas, which is steam. Um, but there's also a, a, another phase they're calling the fourth phase, which is a gel-like substance that's actually more more hydrating and structured and we can achieve that just by something as simple as throwing a handful of blueberries in, into our water or like i said the half a lemon so um, more and more information coming out on that there are different types of, of even like pitchers that you can put the water in that will will help spin it and charge it and make it what we call structured so stay tuned for more and more information on that but our body does like um, structured water that is not acidic, that is, you know, a little bit more on the alkaline side, uh, that may have some of this gel-like um, properties. So really, really exciting. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm super excited about structured water. I've been using structured water, drinking structured water for a while now. On my website, drsuzanne.com, I actually have um, a pop-up that will, you can literally get the 12 reasons to drink more water for your health because I'm really about a lot of, you know, this, this last year has been about hydrating. Living in Los Angeles, it is super dry here. And people don't realize your environment has a lot to do with dehydration as well. Where you live, if you, because uh, right now it's about 25% in, in humidity in Los Angeles, which is super dry. So you want to make sure that you, you get plenty of liquid in but structured water um, in my office we for my patients we have what's called the vitalizer plus and um, if anyone's interested in structured water they can go to my website I've got blogs on it and you can even purchase the the uh, product it really does well in structuring and structuring basically is called hexagonal water so I'm super happy that you dove into hydration you also go into dr. Lisa igniting your inner athlete you know and that to me is all about exercise and movement just like you I really believe every one of us uh, are athletes no matter what if you're you've got a body you're moving and you've got a heart pumping you're an athlete so I'm super happy that that's another area that you go into 
Absolutely. And I have always said, why, why, which is one of my favorite questions, why are, are only athletes able to have access to some of these tools and what are they doing that we can do? You know, they may be starting at a higher level of, of total body function, but we can start wherever we are today. And whether that's, you know, never having exercised or 100 pounds overweight or with some type of chronic condition, and we can put things into play that athletes use, um, which can be anything from you know, mitochondrial optimization, which means getting more of our engines that make energy, which is our mitochondria, getting them to, to work better using things like structured water or using things like light therapy or using something as simple as grounding. And then we can go to the next level up in, in our own level of performance. So that's, that, that athlete piece to me has continued to be fascinating and, and is leading into more and more of what I'm, I'm focusing on now, which is how do we once we get the body a little bit more healed to where we're functioning day in and day out, which is a lot of us, you know, we'll, we'll say, oh, yeah, I feel, you know, I feel okay. I feel pretty good. But we don't realize there's an entire other side of, of the body's capacity and the body's abilities, which is resiliency and it's performance and that we can train the body to go there just like athletes can. Oh, I'm a big believer in that too. And people don't realize what they're capable of doing. You know what I'm saying? If you don't try it and you don't challenge yourself and then you really won't know. Cause a lot of the times, um, some of us, a lot of us are like, okay, I'm going to take my walk and, and let's say it's a 20 minute, 30 minute walk, but they don't push themselves further. They are pretty much stuck. And remember if you are, um, exercising and you're stable at a certain level, your body will not adapt to even getting more muscular, uh, enhancing the quality of the cardiovascular system, pumping, you know, and helping your, your respiratory, cardiovascular, all working together and blood flow if you don't challenge a little bit more and more. And I think that that's what you're talking about because mitochondrial optimization also means you've got to up-level your ability to um, challenge and feel the surges going through, you know? I think that's part of that whole igniting your your inner athlete you've got to feel that energy and power yeah and i uh, one of the things i i've been explaining to people that that allows them to understand what we're talking about a little bit more without these crazy words of mitochondrial optimization and biohacking is something as simple as wine and if you look at wine or olive oil the olives and the grapes that produce the most antioxidant packed best flavor um, products are those that have been stressed. So, you know, back when the farm would have where it would rain for three days, the plants had so many more antioxidants. And now it rains at two, it's sunny at three. So that's a lot of why uh, most of our food doesn't have the nutrient level it used to. And the, the thing that's really fascinating is to think that our bodies are actually very similar in that we have become sort of lazy and we've lost as a species this this ability to become resilient because when we're hungry we can eat and when it's cold we put a sweater on and when it's hot we take the sweater off you know um we we have we have stopped pushing the uh, limits a bit that would have triggered this resiliency and that's what a lot of these hacks and 
the new things coming in from, like we said, cryotherapy to a lot of other things are doing is they're introducing that little bit of stress so that we're training the body back into that ability to, to be like an athlete, to get the edge, to, to feel what it feels like to be resilient. Mm. You know, I got to tell you a little story about the resiliency. I was in Hawaii for a full month and I went there knowing that Los Angeles is going to be really um, crazed out with a lot of the corona cases. So we left for December into January. Um, and when we, one of the things that we did, which is one of my um, bucket lists, was to swim with manta rays at nighttime, at nighttime in Hawaii. And we did have to, I literally wore two wetsuits but once we got out and it was the most amazing experience six seven foot wingspan manta rays just swimming up in towards our chest and just incredibly four to five at a time it was just an amazing amazing experience but what happened was when i got out obviously this was at nighttime you have to take all your stuff off i've never shivered in my life that it was so cold. I mean, because it was quite windy that day. It was quite, um, uh, you know, the boat was shaking and up and down. It was it was pretty bad for a lot of people. Um, they had, you know, a lot of people had uh, motion sickness. But I will tell you this. I was shivering so much. And then once I got all warmed up and got my, my jacket on and everything, that night, Lisa, I slept the best ever. I couldn't believe how well I slept that night. It was just blowing my mind away. I'm so, I'm really big on this whole cold thing <laughs> as you are, yes, the cryotherapy. Yeah. It was crazy. I felt great. And I almost like even the next day I felt leaner, you know, like I was burning off so many calories shivering. Absolutely. And I think when the, just up the street, I am now partnering with a biohacking lab and facility that has a cryotherapy chamber that goes down to negative 170. So um, I have traditionally been somebody who gets cold pretty easily and it's not, has never been my favorite thing. And I will tell you, as you do it more and more, you're right. Not only does your sleep improve, does your metabolism improve, but your mood and your energy. And in addition, um, some mindset capacity because when you get in there it's really uncomfortable especially the first minute and you go into fight or flight and what I've found after you do it a few more times and kind of again train the body into handling stress that you can go within take some breaths and like learn how to almost override that that physiological response and that tool comes handy because there we're all surrounded by so much stress right now day in and day out And I can actually feel myself being able to, when the stressors come on, almost act like there I am in the cryo chamber. I'm going to go within and I'm going to find that peace inside. and I'm going to be able to let this pass just like I did in the Mm, chamber. That's beautiful. You know, let's go a little bit into the lit fuel chamber uh, chapter because it's actually, you know, right now there's so many diets out there, Dr. Lisa, so many programs to wait for weight loss, preventing disease, um, and all of that. Um, and you go into three different types of, of uh, fuel. Can you just go into each one and tell me, um, you know, I mean, for someone, for like, for actually for me, I, I can't do the ketogenic. It's just the way my body functions. Um, and I end up losing weight too, too much. And that's not good for my body. Uh, but a lot of people do great on ketogenic. Um, there's also intermittent fasting, which I'm a big, big believer in because of mitochondrial 
enhancement as well as the elimination diet because the elimination diet is great for people who've got inflammation, allergies, um, and gut issues. Can we just go into a little bit of each one and how you utilize each diet? Absolutely. So you're 100% correct that not everybody can or should be doing a hardcore ketogenic diet. And frankly, I don't really think anyone should for a long period of time. Um, but what can happen is people people don't really realize that our mitochondria, are, which, which are the engines, they take oxygen from the air we breathe, and they take electrons from the food that we eat, and then they turn it into this complex system and, and spit out ATP molecules of energy. So that's kind of the general view. And what happens is the food that we eat can enter these pathways either as a carbohydrate or as a fat. So doing a short course of a more significant ketogenic diet, which would be limiting your carbohydrates to less than 25, 30, 25 to 30 grams a day, which is really hard, um, but that can be enough just to train the body to become what we call metabolically flexible so that it's used to or has seen or has learned the ability to run off of either fuel. So I do recommend that people try it if they never have and just see if they can, if, if their body will transition relatively easily or not. Um, a lot of times if patients start out at eating a carb level that's super, super high, we will never jump down that low immediately. And then there will be people like you that are, are lean and they know if they go too low on the carbs, they, they don't feel well. So what I've done in the uh, fuel section of my book is I, I just limited the foods or, or the concepts to two things. And I, and I allow a lot of um, independent and individual flexibility because I don't think any one diet works for, for everyone. Um, so the first, the first general rule is to understand that there are foods that I call dim and foods that I call lit. Um, and the dim foods are the obvious, which are you know, quick acting sugars and, and alcohol and um, the very, very starchy sort of trans fats, those types of things. And the lit foods can be just those packed with antioxidants and, and a fair amount of good fats and good oils and things that a lot of us are deficient in. And then we go into the carb levels where I provide um, three options, which is a low carb, a very low carb and a keto. So I, I just call the low carb under 75, the very low carb under 50, and the keto under 25. And, and most of us can, after playing for a while, can kind of feel where the body feels best. And then once you've learned how to limit the carbs through different apps, and your listeners can get on MyFitnessPal, and there's a lot of other free apps where you can easily track your daily carbohydrate um, numbers just to see where you're starting and then just pick a number that's going to work for you. Um, but once you've limited it and find that you are able to handle it and feel pretty well, then I do always recommend trying some form of intermittent fasting. And for most people, that's really not that hard um, just to skip breakfast because a lot of people aren't hungry in the morning. So if you can have your black coffee and push off your breakfast to whether it's 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock um, and then eat, stop eating at maybe 6 or 7 uh, you're going to give your body the rest that it needs to trigger stem cell production and mitochondrial biogenesis and all those exciting things that help us feel better, be more focused, uh, lose weight, all, uh, and all of the things we're all craving. 
Mm, great. Thank you. You know, I'd like to, we, gosh, we only have a few minutes. I can't believe our time has gone by so quickly. I know that the, the chapter in the lit mind uh, is a very important chapter. So if you can give us a couple of examples that we can do today to help us feel more centered and empowered uh, with an emp- empowered mindset, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. So my so a couple of my favorite easiest ones are if you can get outside before 10 a.m., put your feet in the earth. Um, like you're plugging in your phone, you plug in your body, you're, you have acupuncture points on your feet and the earth is, is emitting electrons. And then let the sun get in your eyes. So don't wear sunglasses, don't stare at the sun, but just being outside in nature um, and, and allow yourself to receive. I know it's, it may be cold some places where people are, but it's still letting the sun in their eyes. And then turn on YouTube and type in guided meditation and there literally are hundreds of free ones. And I, there's a couple I like. You could try the honest guys, for example. Hit play. And, I, you know, when people tell me they don't know how to meditate or they can't calm their minds down. Um, and I tell them if you can just, you know, connect yourself to nature even just a little bit and hit play on this for five or ten minutes and just listen. You don't have to do anything other than listen and breathe. So that's one simple one. And then um, I always will have people try um, some form of breath work and the easiest is box breathing where you fill up your stomach for a count of four, then you hold your breath at the top for four, you breathe out for four on the other side of the box, and then you hold the bottom for four. So you're breathing, visualizing that box, and, and you can even do that. I'm all about multitasking at the same time that you're grounding and listening to your meditation. I love the fact that you put it all together, you know, centering yes. yourself, connecting <laughs> to earth, getting grounded. At the same time, you're receiving that sun and greeting the sun, which I do every morning myself. And that really activates your brain, uh, but also it turns off the melatonin. You know, sometimes in the wintertime, we can't turn it off and we end up getting what's called, called seasonal affective disorder. So this is perfect. But at the same time, listening and calming your mind with uh, audio a med- guided meditation, and you can do the breath work at the same I mean that's perfect love all that Dr. <laughs> yeah. that if, is if, awesome if nothing else if nothing else I'm practical because I've been seeing patients for 20 years and I I know what life is like I'm you know a working mom I get it so we're gonna yeah. knock all this out in 15 minutes <laughs> that's great um one last thing you know I'd like love to know because you gave a little information about what what you're working on and but I'd like to just have you share a little bit more in detail of what you're jazzed about what you're excited about regarding biohacking and um what's going on in your office absolutely and I will say just like I I kind of teased before I think I have spent so much of my own life healing my body, that it's only been more recent that I've been able to see the other side of that, which is performance. So now that I've leveled up to that frequency on my own, the concept of a biohacking center has presented itself. So I'm partnering with the cryo center up the street, and we're going to be doing evaluations with biological versus chronological age and looking at um, HRV, which is heart rate variability and different parameters, and then putting people through a combination of cryotherapy, pulse electromagnetic frequencies, red light therapy, and and tracking what happens to inflammatory markers and all of those other markers I just mentioned. So we're going to be doing some clinical trials and be able to really see what's happening to the body as we push it into resilience with some of these newer technologies that are out there. And um, so in addition to an actual center, I am also going to be doing retreats. I have partnered with a mindfulness coach out of Denver, 
And he has put on uh, retreats out there and about connecting to your purpose and your story and to others. And we're all in such a space where we need connection and there's no biohacking and optimization and resiliency that can occur to the highest possible level without that. So he and I are combining both the physical and the mindset in a more hands, hands-on environment. So I'm, I'm super excited about that as well. Oh, there's so much great things that are that you're doing. What I love about uh, your new uh, um, centers that you're connecting with and collaborating with, it's actually all of those modalities that I want listeners to know, they are non-invasive. They do not, there's no injections, you know, or anything that might hurt in any way. It's all of these modalities that are now starting to come into um, into the forefront of of anti, you could use anti-aging or graceful aging, whatever type you want to, or life enhancement. And that is utilizing frequency, energy, frequency, you know, PEMF is a frequency. Red light is an energy. This is natural energies. And of course, what is cold, but the the natural element on earth. So I'm, I'm excited to hear all about the stuff that you're doing. Thank you so much. Spectre Wellness is your website. Is there another wellness, uh, website? Is that the one that we want yes, everyone to the, go to? The, the other website is drlisacoach.com. And that is my Facebook and my Instagram as well. Dr. Lisa Coach, and that's K-O-C-H-E. That's how you spell her last name. Definitely get her book, Get Lit, Simple Answers to Overcome Exhaustion, Escape Stress, Harness Limitless Energy, and Ignite Your Inner Athlete. We all can benefit from this book. Thank you again, Dr. Lisa. Really loved having you on our show. Thank you, Suzanne. Great talking to you. You bet. You bet. Ah, such great information. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know you've learned a great deal of valuable information, so do share this show with your loved ones. It can definitely change their life for the better. And please subscribe if you haven't already so we can continue to do our very best here on Wellness for Life. If you need help in digging deeper with your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations. My contact info is available on my website, drsuzanne.com. Until next time, go out there, live your best life today full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.